Hi, I'm Rena, and if you've listened to the Axia Origin podcast before, you might notice that this is a new voice. And that's because I don't actually work here. Well, not really. I'm a student, I study computer science, and I've just finished an internship here. So I came to this opportunity of doing a summer internship as a chance to develop my computer science skills and my technical skills because here at Axia they work a lot with data. So I was like, yes, great opportunity. But I kind of glossed over the fact or I made myself actively ignore the fact that it was a management consultancy. Why did I do that? Because consultancies are evil, right? I had this really bad impression of them. I basically thought that they kind of borrow your watch and tell you the time. They just charge hundreds and thousands of pounds or dollars to tell you something that you already know just in a fancy way using fancy slides and that they just use a whole bunch of really complex language to kind of sidetrack their clients away from the fact that they absolutely know nothing. I don't know why I'm so passionate about pinpointing consultants as evil, but my view kind of developed. This podcast takes you on a journey. And it was my journey throughout this whole month's internship of me doing a personal investigation into the world of consultants. And I was pretty surprised with my findings. And I think you will be too. Okay, so I'm about to start my internship at Axio Origin. And honestly, I'm a bit nervous. I'm a bit skeptical. There's something I need to get off my chest. I'm about to spend a month working at a management consultancy firm. And I I have some bad impressions of consultants. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who has bad impressions of consultants either. They're just focused on getting as much money out from clients as possible. And also, isn't it kind of weird that clients and companies go to consultants who don't know anything about the industry to tell them about the industry? It's a bit paradoxical. I don't really get it. I just feel like consultants are just in it for the money. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But my internship is starting. And if it's horrible, (laughs) at least I have something to put on my CV. So it's it's still okay. Wish me luck. So I'm here at Axia Origin. It's my first week of the internship and the team actually seems really friendly. They seem human and I'm a bit confused. I'm also learning a lot about how the company is very values driven and they talk to me a lot about values more so than other companies that I'm used to. Usually I just feel like companies, you know, have company values and put that up on their website and that's about it. They don't really enforce it. But here at Axia, it seems like they're really hardcore on values. And I confess to one member of the team, her name's Nikki. She's amazing. She's a co-founder and director that I felt honestly really bad that I had all these negative stereotypes about consultancies. I told her, wait, aren't consultancies supposed to be immoral? And then I went on to tell her all about the negative impressions that I had. And she kind of laughed. And to my surprise, she agreed. She said, yes, they are like that. So what's going on? How come it's so polarized between conventional consultancies and here at Axie Origin? And that's when I found out that the whole reason for Axie's existence 
was to develop a new, better way of doing consultancy, rejecting old bad conventions. I spoke to Marios from the Axia team, one of the co-founders. He explained to me why Axia Origin is different and why Axia Origin was founded. We think there's a lot wrong with consulting and not, not just consulting, but from a social perspective, economically, like how business is done. We think it's done uh, in a way which is kind of broken. And we're just trying to do our bit to change that in our way that we can. And actually using using the access to the skills that we have and the people that we have, we're trying to help others do the same as well. There are these kind of unwritten rules about professional life. You hear these kind of statements being spoken about and just being accepted. Like, for example, don't take it personally. This is just business, right? Things like that, which become normalized and just become accepted. But when you actually take a step back, those things sound completely absurd. And they sounded absurd to us. That's one of the whole things that we're trying to reject. It, it sounds really absurd and wrong to us that the way you should act at work should somehow be uh, more different, more impersonal, more robotic, more cold, cold-blooded than in other parts of your life. You know, that you should go home and be a loving, warm person. But, you know, when you're, in, when you're in your office, you should be cutthroat and ruthless, you know, and we do data analytics and, and we do culture and values work. So we do have a platform and the skills to be able to support people on that journey. But yes, we're trying to reject those cold hearted conventions, which we feel have led the industry down a kind of unhappy path. So going back to my internship, my first week is all about learning strategy and the different types of problem solving models. And I'm spending a lot of time with Hader. Hader is like the king of models and the king of strategy. And this is kind of confusing to me. There's a strategy behind things. There's a plan behind things. I thought consultancies just pull out a bunch of fancy tools and don't really have a plan for what they're doing. And that's one thing that I noticed when I was looking at other consulting websites. It kind of feels like a buzzword bingo. They kind of mention all these sorts of products that they use and tools that they use, like AI and machine learning to help the customer and client achieve business excellence. And I even saw one website advertising how they use the blockchain, which makes no sense. So it's kind of like they bring out a bunch of expensive tools and stuff them down the throats of clients. But it's very clear to me that Axia has a specific plan for how they work with each client. I spoke to Hader about this point and he had a lot to say. When it comes to tools and technology and, you know, whatever it is, whether it's different programming language or AI or machine learning or different softwares, we will say that we are um, technology agnostic. That means we can use um, any technology, any software, any programming language, um, but we will use the most appropriate software or technology for that task. And really for us, the important point is that the specific language or technology that you use doesn't really matter. If you need to use machine learning to achieve a task, great. If you need to use advanced analytics, that's fine. Uh, the, what really matters is thinking at the highest level what outcome you're trying to achieve. Um, and so that's how we approach everything. You know, if someone says, can you help me with machine learning? We'll say, that's fine, but let's put that to one side for a second. 
and let's explore what outcome you're trying to achieve. And once we really understand that intricately, and we will often push our clients to think, what is the actual change on the ground that you want to see eventually? You know, only after we establish that would we then say, right, and what are the levers that you have at your disposal? What what actions can you practically take within your uh, business constraints, within your organizational constraints that can lead to that outcome? And only then would we say, fine, so what is it that you need to know? What insight do you need to develop? Um, and therefore, what, what type of analytics do you need to execute or what type of program do you need to build or what type of machine learning do you need to construct? So oftentimes we will have clients that will say, can you help me with AI? And we will say, you know, that's fine, but let's put that to one side and we'll come and revisit that after going through several stages of really understanding where it, where it is that you're going and what you're trying to do before we start asking whether we actually even need AI for this particular task. So Hader just told us that tools should help assist solving the problem. They shouldn't be relied upon to solve the problem. You actually need a plan and an outcome. And sometimes clients don't realize that either. Sometimes clients fall under the trap of thinking that they need the tools rather than the thinking and the strategy behind problem solving. I know that Hader is very passionate about that, and I asked him about this point specifically. And Hader brought up a really cool example that kind of stuck in my mind. We had a client that um, was really pressing us for us to create a dashboard, and we can understand why they wanted a dashboard, because they were managing uh, a number of different departments within their organization. It was a very complex structure, and they felt like they just needed to see everything that was going on. It's a very human instinct to say, well, I just want to see it. I just want to see what's happening so I can feel like I'm in control, like I understand it. We push them to say, look, a dashboard may end up being part of the solution that we construct. But well, the starting point is to think through those steps of what outcome are you ultimately trying to achieve? What, what is the mission statement of your organization? Where are you trying to get to? And then critically, what do you have um, as levers at your disposal? What, what particular activities can you execute? It got to a point where we had a genuine conflict with this client. And no matter how much we pushed them, they were very insistent that they absolutely had to have this dashboard and they weren't willing to um, explore these, these strategic questions, these really critical questions uh, for us to understand what it is that they wanted to do. So in the end, eventually, we, we gave in. You know, Our first response was, no, you don't need a dashboard. Let's figure out what you're trying to do first. Then we'll think about the solution. But eventually, we gave in. We said, fine, let's, let's build you a dashboard. We built the dashboard. Um, took a, you know, took a, a long time, a lot of resources. We finally got it up and running. Uh, it showed everything um, that the client wanted it to show. And several months later, when we came back to the client and said, are you using the dashboard? Predictably, they were like, no, it's not even being um, updated. It's not kept up to date with all the latest data because it was essentially useless. And it was at that point that I think it really hit them. And we said, right, do you want to have that strategic discussion now? Do you want to have that discussion where we understand what you're actually trying to achieve? And then we can come back to the dashboard and make sure that it's fit for purpose if, if that is indeed part of the solution that we need to do. And at that point, uh, they, they very much understood it. They had to kind of go through that process before they came to that conclusion.
So I've rotated to a new department in my internship now. I'm working with another co-founder, Tim, and he's really good at using technology. And he's super friendly as well. So sometimes whilst we are working, Tim brings up stories from his time in conventional consulting, uh, which is really nice because it doesn't feel like we're actually working sometimes. And one of the stories was kind of shocking and I thought that you guys needed to hear it. And it kind of stuck in my mind. It's about a really exciting project that Tim was supposed to start in the United States. Let's hear what happened. Because of my previous engineering experience, I was kind of put in as one of the people that would be on the project. It's like a dream project, right? Like to work on something like that, something that is like truly kind of forefront of like innovation, pretty groundbreaking if you get it working. They won the project. Um, I was resourced on the project. And because it was in the US, I had to go through like all the visa applications, all that kind of stuff. So I went through that. It kind of got delayed and delayed a little bit. I was due to fly out on the Monday Actually, I needed to be in LA on the Monday. That was like the date I was told. And on the Friday, they were like, yeah, your part's been canned. And and then like, I just don't hear from the team ever again. There's no comms. There's like nothing like, and you know, like you understand that projects change, right? Like, oh, like things happen on the project. So that's fine. But like, it's the communication around it that I think people don't realize the, like the impact that it has on your personal life too to do that right like I was either flying out Monday and being there for three months or I wasn't like and they're two pretty big differences what that's absolutely horrible no Tim like Tim doesn't deserve that guys Tim Tim's really nice like he does not deserve that yeah the difference between moving country for a few months and not is like a life-changing big difference in Axia everyone gets to see a project from start to finish which is what I really like they aren't just brought in and out because they're a resource when they're too expensive, which must be really heartbreaking to work on a project you're really passionate about and not being able to see it in the end. But Axia has a completely different culture. Everyone is involved and everyone gets to see the project holistically, which must be so satisfying. I've spent the final couple of weeks on my internship with Marios, learning about data science tools, which is really fun because, of course, as a computer scientist, that's kind of my jam. It's really interesting to see Axia Origin using data sources like social media data in an ethical way, of course, which are so valuable and interesting, but often ignored and overlooked. We have skills that can unlock um, insights for example, using you know social media data, using open types of data which are really under leveraged, using things like open innovation. You know, normally I wouldn't emphasize these points because again, it has to be for the right problem to solve. Like we, I wouldn't just start a prop a project by saying we're going to use social media data for this. That's really not how it should be at all. But I would stress that we as a team have a differentiated set of analytical skills that can make the most of data types that are even unknown to our clients. They might not have even considered ever being able to solve a problem using openly accessible data or using social media data, or often using their own data that they didn't realize could be analyzed in a certain way to reveal new insights. So those are the skills that we offer, but I would always say these skills have to be applied 
in the right way to the right problem. And we do so, we try to do so for clients that we feel would really benefit from our skills as well and where we are solving a real urgent need. So here I am at the end of my internships. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is that I don't have to compromise on my values to be successful. You see all these other companies and all these other company cultures, which are really backstabbing and which are really ruthless and which kind of give you the impression that that's the only way you can be successful if you turn into that, which is for someone in my shoes, really, really scary. But at Axia, I saw that there's another way that you can still be successful or work in a successful environment that's positive and where the culture has a good approach to well-being and doesn't just use you like a clog in a machine, kind of like how we heard with Tim. That just makes me feel really optimistic about my future. So thanks, Axia. Thanks for this amazing internship and for all the banter we had and for teaching me things uh, that are not just conventional things that you would learn at your internship. Um, for example, there were many sessions where the team helped me learn more about myself, my values and my career ambitions, because that's one of the key things that Axia is about. It's about learning your values and working towards them. So for the people that are in my shoes and are skeptical of Axia Origin because they are a consultancy, this is to let them know that Axia Origin really is not your conventional management consultancy.